Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. As always, I'm your host, Eric Bertzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades. This week, brought to you by myffpc.com. Um, what's up, y'all? We've got uh, we've got some people on the show today. We don't have uh, just Nathan um, and the fabulous Ryan McDowell. I, I don't want to discredit him for being sweet, but Nathan Wolf, uh, he's here. What's up, Nathan? What up? What up? Excited to be here, guys. We're, we we got a quadruple today. Yeah, we do. And then we've got Dan back for like the first time in nine weeks. What's up, Dan? As always, I'll be your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from you know the last couple of weeks, which uh, I will refer to as Hell Week or Hell Weeks. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to be back. And uh, I will. Well, I, let's let's say I was really excited until I found out we had a guest, and then I was less excited. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Hell Week sometimes did last more than a week in college, by the way. Dan. True. So it's cool. I mean, if you pledged a fraternity, it was just one big joke that it was like two weeks before you got initiated and we called it Hell Week. Got you. Got you. Got you. Um, okay. We have uh, a fourth on the show today, and he might as well just be an honorary co host of this one. He's like Ryan McDowell, is, would be the way I would put it. And this is Russell J. Clay. What's up, sir? I'm like Ryan McDowell, except like not as good of a dynasty player. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like 90% of Ryan McDowell. Like, so you're pretty much like every other dynasty player that you are <laughs> not as good at dynasty as Ryan McDowell. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just Ryan Dowell. That's all he is. <laughs> there's no, yeah. There's no MC. Yeah. 90% is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I would take that. That sounds fun. All right. All right. 83. <laughs> <laughs> That's the year I was born. Sweet. <laughs> wow. You're old. I know, I know. All right. Well, at least I don't have nine kids, though, so that's cool. It's true. Don't do don't don't do it. Nope. Don't. Telling Allison three's too many. That's what I keep telling her. Too many. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the show, um, and I'll do a quick rundown, tell you guys about Rotoviz, and then we can get into it. So, um, opening the show, we're going to chat through uh, one news and note item, and then we are going to get into some veterans to buy for contending teams and some uh, Ruth, some rookie and youth statues. Not not Ruth statues. That's uh, that's different. Um, and then we are going to wrap with a uh, Superflex uh, trade tender episode uh, for the four of us. So before we get into that, I do want to let everybody know you can get a listeners only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL podcast homepage on rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content. And it also support this very pod. Please support. And you can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com or slide into those Twitter DMs at rotovizradio. Uh, Rotoviz Radio and its fantastic collection of podcasts are now available on both Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. You can find us along with the rest of the fantastic Rotoviz shows under Rotoviz Radio. And then we also have our own individual feed. If you just have time for this show, that's Mad Show. You can just search Dynasty Tradecast, a Rotoviz fantasy football podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or really any podcast app that you want to listen to it. Uh, just click subscribe and leave us a rating and review always do that that's nice dan appreciates those he had a lot of time to read them while he wasn't on the show for the last couple of weeks a lot of reading a lot of reading did you see we made at least like four references to your scott fishbowl championship by the way i saw one uh for sure yeah just just reminding you well, uh, all right and also we are going to me hitting my table with my fingers give away a scott fishbowl spot on this particular podcast so 
Um, if you didn't donate to Fantasy Cares, then you're not eligible for this one. But if you did and you tweeted us a screenshot of your um, your uh, your donation, you got put into a prize drawing, and uh, uh, your name might be called. So listen to the rest of the show to see if you got your spot or not. Um, so on that note, let's go ahead and talk about the one piece of news and notes uh, that we had that broke um, over the weekend, and that is Martavis Bryant is being rumored to have had another substance abuse issue. Here, I'm going to just go ahead and start with my shocked face. What? <laughs> He's not totally uh, done? I was, I was actually a little tiny smidgen of me was surprised by this just because of how well he was doing. And, and like we see, you know, the, the social media posts and how he's doing kind of behind the scenes. Like we didn't really get to see that with Josh Gordon. It was like, oh, he's selling cars at a car dealership. Great. Cool. Like Martavis looked like he was putting in the work. He was ready to go. And then this, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Dumb. Yeah. And I think that honestly, a combination with the drug step early in his career, but Juju Smith-Schuster basically just destroyed the career of Martavis Bryant to where they had to trade him away. And uh, John Gruden, <clears throat> I know Twitter thinks John Gruden is terrible. And that's because he is, because he trades third round <laughs> NFL draft picks for one year of a player who's going to get suspended. So um, yeah, it, it's definitely unfortunate for the, you know, people who see him as, as a good talent. Um, but with him possibly facing a year long suspension, he's relegated to like the 23rd, 24th guy on your roster. If he's, if he's even that. Now they they had they had to have known about this, right? Because they it's not like it's not like, oh, the next day, hey, this person, you know, they, they tested positive. It's they, they had to have known about this for a little while, right? No. So, well, there's no there's, way. There's, there's, there's no way they knew about it before the trade. No, no, no. Yes. I'm not saying the Raiders. I'm oh. saying the Steelers. No, uh, no, that, that's messed up too. I mean, I they they might have known about it, but they will probably deny to their dying day that they didn't. Oh, for um, sure. But it's not like a it's not like a next day thing. Like this happened with in a short period of time after he was acquired. I find it very hard to believe that he failed that test as an Oakland Raider. Dude, I mean, they're going to Vegas. I bet he went to Vegas and had himself a little hangover situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on Twitter when the official news broke, and and like there's finding out news when you're on Twitter and when you're off it. And, you know, I, I started to see something about Martavis and I was like, oh, is he suspended again? And then like the Grinch smile just slowly went over my face. <laughs> I've hated this guy every single year. And it it's just like, ah, yes, fading Martavis Bryant works once again. And now, you know, this Grinch smile, I'm just waiting for the Josh Gordon suspension so that I can do it with him because I've faded him for five straight years and it's worked every single time and i'm just ready for this year-long suspension again <laughs> well that's kind of messed up you're just rooting for guys to fall off the wagon oh, left and right okay and yeah. if we're going if we're going for um you know sort of kind humanity you Feel know for the football then i don't root for suspensions and injuries but uh-huh. if we're for like real life i want to win then yeah i want all your players to get suspended so. <laughs> dude i picture you as like wayne brady from the Chappelle show like you will take a hit at this we have well, i guess it would be also training day you have come on josh get in the car come on josh we're going to the atm you'll take a time, hit baby. <laughs> and then so, make, then send so an guess, anonymous what? note to the league office 
Let, let's let's roundtable real quick on Martavis, then we can move on. Uh, what would you buy? Would you sell for? Um, I would buy for a fourth. I'd sell for an early third. Um, I am. I don't know that there's really a situation I'd be buying. I guess a fourth is probably fine, but yeah, selling for a third's fine. And I don't think it's valuation even before the suspension was that much higher than that. I'd probably buy for Fob or a roster spot. And <laughs> I don't know that if I, if I have, you know, there's some leagues where you can stash guys that are suspended on the IR. Like if I have that option, I might be buying a little bit, but man, this, this one feels rough because I started to reacquire Martavis. So it, and then not for, not for a lot. There was mostly throw-ins and deals. Um, but so, my ownership so percentage went up for sure. You're, you're the guy that Russ is happy that he's on your team, huh? He's well, no, because I, I wasn't I wasn't spending any real value in getting him. It was again mostly mostly throw-ins as the Grinch is over there cackling. Um, but I, I'm probably just going to hold, and if it never never comes to fruition, I'm fine eating that roster spot because most of my teams are really good anyway. So I don't really need that roster spot. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I, I think a fourth. Like, I'll throw my hat in the ring for a fourth. I mean, the upside's there, and if yeah. he if he flashes for like two games, we're all gonna go full Josh Gordon again, and just like freak out and put him back in the first round. So Pretty much second round, rather. That's where that was where he capped, right? It was in the second round of startups. Nathan, do you want to dispute uh, that? No, as the official uh, <laughs> history guy on this podcast, uh, he went in the second. Round. Yep. All right. Cool. I agree. All right. Let's move on. Uh, so I think that. Uh, basically, the Martavis Bryan uh, elevator just went full Tower of Terror. Is basically what we're hearing. Uh, that ride sucks, by the way. Wow, that is a terrible take. I can't even get behind. That is such a bad take. It's legendary. I'm I'm moderately scarred because I went out for the first time at, at whatever Disney's hotel, whatever it is. Okay. When I was like when I was like ten, my uncle made me go on it, and I had no idea what the ride was. We just kept going up and up and up, and then just free fall. I was ready to I was ready to cry. <laughs> okay, so you so so your uncle just betrayed your trust by putting you on the. Also, you can see the people scream like literally the line is riddled with screams. Dude. I was ten. I know? didn't know where we were going. I was hoping we were going to crawl into a van with candy. I don't believe this to be true at all. This seems. I was I not just prepared. All the, the Back to the Future ride smelled strange. Take away. All right. That's that's a different park altogether. That's a different park altogether. <laughs> that's not Disney. And Tower Terror is a fantastic ride. Uh, I'm sorry that your uncle did that to you, Dan. You should give it a go as an adult. I'll I'll try it again. I just okay. you. All right. Let's move. Let's move on to talking about veterans that we should buy for contending teams, and then we'll hop over to rookie stashes, uh, rookie or just young guy stashes. I guess what we're going with. Um, I will kick to Nathan first to give his veteran to buy for contending team. My first veteran to buy for a contending team would be TJ Yeldon. Uh, obviously, everybody loves Leonard Fournette, guy going in the top 15, 16 of startups, but he did face some injuries early on in his career, both in college and the NFL. And even without that, Fournette wasn't really heavily involved in the passing game, and Yeldon was. So, I mean, I don't think that the Jaguars are going to be as good as they were last year, so they could be trailing in some games, some options for uh, some you know third down uh, passes and just garbage time points for Yeldon. So uh, I think that he'll get some points this year, and he also has the inevitable. He'll get some sort of bump in free agency, assuming that he gets 
in a better situation than behind a workhorse back. I'm not, not sure even. I can get on board with this one. I mean, he is free, but I don't know. I don't. I, I I'm gonna go with the other way. I think I think that's not a terrible take, Nathan. I think I think we know that Leonard Fournette isn't gonna play all 16. I, I think you can probably just write that down. And even if he does play a lot, he's still gonna. They're still gonna take him field off a little bit. I mean, Yeldon's gonna get some snaps, like you said, Nathan. And I mean, he's he's gonna have to be relatively efficient with those limited touches that he does get in order for him to be any sort of relevant. But as a best ball asset, if we want to go to that in that direction, that's a great buy. Even if you're only getting four games out of him, five games out of him, and even if it is just like a random RB two week, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, draft position is <laughs> Throw him on my roster. I mean, I'm not. Yes. I'm not uh, loving it, but I don't hate it either. <laughs> yeah, this is hurting my feelings right now. Talking about Fournette getting injured, but yeah, pretty much his yeah. ankle's gonna just fall apart. So. I mean, he's perma hurt. It's not, also, like, it's not I mean, like. Is he going to be the guy though? I mean, isn't Corey Grant there too? Yeah, but who cares? It's what I'm just saying. They, they and, and I mean here. Okay, I'll, I'll support your argument a little bit, Nathan, and say that Yeldon was productive last season in the passing game. So in a PPR league, I mean, he had weeks where he went over ten points um, and caught you know four or five, six balls um, and had mild value. But there were also just just whiffs there. I, I don't know. I'm really not sure that Yeldon's the guy and he's, un, he seems unable to score a touchdown as well, running the football. So I'm not sure that they, they put him in, even if Fournette goes down, I'm going to, I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold pat on. I don't think that's a good, I don't think that's all right. All right. All right. Mr. Criticism. Go with, who is your first veteran? To <laughs> all right. My first one is Mr. Muhammad Sanu himself, uh, a player who's currently uh, has a startup ADP of, just uh, at 212 um, for the madness, right next to James Connor and uh, uh, EQSB, uh, Kevin Smith, Kevin White, or Kevin White. Like it's just it's it's nothing down there. And a guy who was highly productive last season, and I don't see any reason that he won't continue. Had well, let me count them: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games uh, in a, in. In the last sixteen, uh, in, in the season last year, ten games over in, in double digits. So um, he's a guy who you can plug and feel relatively comfortable with, and has just a free price tag on. See, Eric, I'm going to disagree with you on this one because uh, Mr. Calvin Ridley, although he's like the same age as Muhammad Sanu, yep. uh, he <laughs> is going to, he's going to be a productive uh, rookie wide receiver. He's going to be the wide receiver two in that offense. Uh, that team seems like a team that's trying to win now, and they don't spend a first-round pick on a player they don't intend to use. So I see Ridley getting a ton of targets in that wide receiver two role, which hurts Sanu and makes him more of a best ball asset than any sort of weekly starter, even in a deep lineup league, which is probably the only place you'd be starting Sanu anyways. Yeah, that's um, that's what I was going to say, and Nathan angrily took the microphone <laughs> and um, decided to say that's it for that. <clears throat> I, I love Mohamed Sanu. I, I have I have so many shares, and them drafting Ridley stung a lot because I see it exactly how Nathan sees it. That's a team that's ready to win now. You want to get the rest of Matt Ryan's window in. You want to get the rest of Julio's window in. We don't know if both of those running backs are going to be around for the long haul. Um, and that defense is really, really good. Those linebackers are solid. So that, that team all around right now is 100% ready to win. And I don't see 
like Nathan said, how they don't use Calvin Ridley a bunch. Um, he's polished, whereas most rookie wide receivers aren't. Um, he's not super exciting, but he's polished. He's going to get open, and he's going to get he's going to get the number two targets in that in that offense. So as much as I love Muhammad Sanu, I cannot cannot go there with you. Uh- all right, so if we're doing the argument last time that Fournette's definitely getting injured and that makes TJ Yeldon valuable, are we, we're just not worried about a, a Julio injury at all here? He plays through it. He's a decoy, and then they'll just dump it out to Tevin Coleman or throw it to Austin Pooper. And wide receiver's a little bit different than running back compared. I can't disagree. I mean, I, I do think I do think Sanu's still got value, even as a wide receiver at three in that offense. And at a, whatever, 20th round price tag, I'm pretty happy taking him there. The price is probably the one thing that makes me okay about it because that's ridiculous. People are still drafting Kevin White, by the way. Why is that happening? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Russell. (laughs) Russell. Listen, some people may have taken him in the third round of startups a few years ago, and they just need time, Dan. Just... Just give them time to, you know, if they want to take something in the twentieth round, just, just let them do it. How about that, Dan? What did you take him first overall? Were you one of those people? I wasn't one of those people, but I was, <laughs> in, the, in the rookie draft that year, there were definitely people that were those people. No, not over Amari, but uh, <laughs> there was there was a few player profiler sessions with Kevin White and me back in the day, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear better. Dan's what, are your, what, what are your thoughts on Sanu? Uh, I mean, really what you guys went over, other than you guys aren't really um, accounting for Austin Hooper's 1,200 yards this year. So. Oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, someone turn his microphone on. I'm um, I, I do think Ridley's – 1,200 yards. I, I do think Ridley's going to be a bit of an issue, but Sanu is a nice bet to buy in case of – you know, something going downhill there. Or, I mean, and we've seen it a lot with these first-round wide receivers of late that they just can't get by the incumbents for whatever reason. So um, True. He's, a, he's a fine buy in, like, the 18th round of a startup. All right, Dan, who is your buy? My dynasty buy uh, for vets, since this is vets, hopefully Nathan doesn't sing, um, is, surprisingly, Lamar Miller. Uh, my personal favorite plotter of all time. Um, I mean, 1,200 yards from scrimmage for four straight years. No, he's not exciting. No, he doesn't really score a ton of touchdowns. But as an RB2, and you're getting him for like borderline RB3 prices right now, it's tough to beat. No, I'm not afraid of Dante Foreman. Um, Players coming back from an Achilles you go, you go ahead and look at that list and tell me how great you feel about Dante Foreman. Um, I, I just don't see it happening. And Lamar Miller with Deshaun Watson was absolutely dynamite. That offense was borderline unstoppable. You, you put uh, Nuke out there with Fuller, um, and now we'll, we'll kind of see what happens at tight end. But Lamar had kind of all day to do whatever he wanted, and he was getting lots of touches, especially with Watson in there. So – I don't see I don't see Foreman taking anything away from him, and he's severely severely underpriced uh, in basically every format right now. So go get yourself a Lamar Miller. Yeah, I will. I will point out just guy running backs that you can get around the Lamar Miller price tag currently are Deion Lewis, Jay Ajayi, Alex Collins, uh, Tariq Cohen, 
Aaron Jones, Duke Johnson are the players that I'm seeing kind of surrounding him. So that none of that, none of them even close to a bell cow with maybe the exception of Collins. Potentially a Jai. We'll see if that, if that, that what's left of that leg holds up. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know that they're going to ride. I mean, they didn't do it last year. Maybe that was just because he didn't know the playbook, but uh, yeah, I mean, we can, we can talk about a Jai another time, but now it's, that's questionable, at least in my eyes. That's such a tough tier of running backs to evaluate. I really, um, you know, in best ball, I, I think Lamar Miller is a great value. And I think, um, you know, for dynasty, it's like, how many games are we going to get out of him this year? Um, if Foreman is healthy uh, it's going to be a pass-first offense, so I, I could definitely see him becoming more of a receiver, kind of like in some of his big games last year. He had those those big games because he had those receiving touchdowns um, and sort of dump-offs that he took for more than he you know would normally because of Watson. So um, I, I think he'll have a decent role. It's just like there's no insurance policy with Lamar Miller. Once it's done, it's it's going to be over quick. So. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, it's the cut, you know. So uh, I, I like him for this year, though. He did. He did play all sixteen games last season for a guy who's just notoriously quote injury prone. So something that's that's been overlooked. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap up the Lamar Miller talk, kind of where Dan started with. I don't trust Deontay Foreman at all as a runner when he's healthy. Definitely don't trust it now that it's post Achilles tear. So he's in a very good offense or what should be a very good offense with a healthy Deshaun Watson. So I'm, I'm buying Lamar Miller on, on that notion. Uh, and he's, you know, this might be the, like the best situation he's been in his career, but it's one of the cheapest he's been since, you know, four or five years ago when he, when he first became like a sleeper. So. All right, let's go to our fi- uh, final veteran to buy from Russell. Uh, so I was going to go with, you know, you guys kind of threw out some, some sharpshooter late round 80 dynasty ADP guys. So I was going to go with like Aaron Rodgers, but that's way too much. <laughs> He's like, let's find somebody in the fourth round for an old guy. <laughs> this, uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with Philip Rivers and one quarterback leagues. Um, I, I think you are getting a pretty decent discount because he is 36, but I don't, I don't think he's going to like retire after this year. I think we're going to get two to three years out of him at the least. So I think if you're in a a pretty decent win now window, or you are sort of having Pat Mahomes and Mitch Trubisky as your main guys right now, I think you can sort of plug in a Phillip Rivers this year. And, and if either one of those guys kind of busts out, then you'll still have like a secure sort of low-end quarterback one to fill in a lot of those weeks. Uh, I like a lot of his weapons. I mean, it seems like every year by week eight, Rivers is dealing with like everyone on IR. But um, I I do like some of his weapons this year, uh, especially Mike Williams in year two and and Tyrell and and Keenan, uh, you know, Eckler, Melvin, pretty good out of the backfield. So – I think he's a nice guy. You can. <laughs> I also think there's some opportunity to get Breeze um, at a at a reasonable price now. And I mean, if you can just plug him in for one year, coming off sort of a down year, um, I, I think you do it. 
I'm, I'm all in on the rivers uh, for yeah. sure. That was one of my one of my guys that I had written down. Um, you you look at that profile and what has he been in the league for 14 years or so? And his lowest finish is like QB 18. Um, he's he's got high end QB two floor, and that's I mean that's impressive. You can't you're not going to lose really at the value that he currently is. The only time the only time you lose is if he get gets injured, and we really haven't seen that either. So, um, like Russell, I like a lot of these weapons. Uh, especially with whoever's going to be rolling Mike Williams stretcher up and down the field. I think that'll be really cool to watch. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to because, yeah, no. Uh-uh. Uh, but Keenan Allen's in for a big one. Melvin Gordon's in for a big one. Uh, we'll see kind of what else happens around there. But I think I think Rivers is an absolute great buy. I've been getting them anywhere and everywhere that I possibly can, whether it's 1QB, 2QB, Superflex, whatever it happens to be, I, I think he's a tremendous value. Yep, he's he's old and Dynasty Twitter hates that. So go buy him because he, he is. You're exactly right. He's just downright productive every single every single season. And then also he's one of those guys that in bad matchups you can bench him too or start him. But that you could he's a guy that's like not a must start every single week too. So you at least have flexibility there too. The way he's priced, you can get him as your QB three. You right. Know, if it's if it's super flex or even if it's one QB, he's a guy that you can just play matchups like you said, and that's that's absolutely ideal, especially. When if one of your other guys goes down, you know you can count on Rivers. What's the what's the valuation of Rivers in I mean, in a in a single QB league, I think we can all agree is like what a third round pick, probably. Uh early yeah. third, late second, something like that. In a super flex, though, I mean, is he is he late first in that situation, or does he even fall as far as into the second round? So you can probably get him in the second R- Russell and I have some first hand experience here. Uh, because uh, we, we're in a dicey startup right now, and someone took uh, Philip Rivers, and he's been desperately trying to trade Rivers to every single person in the league at basically like a, a late first and late second you know type value, and nobody is biting. So uh, I'm going to guess I'd say it's more of like an early second type value. Man, I would give the 112 in a heartbeat for Rivers yeah. in a super flex. I'd give any late for any, you know, like 110 and later. I mean, snap except. So wait, so you're trying to sell him, Russ? No, 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 no. Someone, someone's trying to sell him to us. Got it. <laughs> and I would buy, but I already have Breeze, Stafford, and Goff. So it's like, what am I really doing there? <laughs> and, you know? and if you can, and if nobody's giving him a first, then you're not exactly going to flip him, right? But you could do so, it in season. You could be sneaky buy him now, no, and then it's a best ball league, no in season transactions. Uh, then yeah, then <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> let's let someone overpay for breeze and then go buy rivers on the cheap. He's going to outproduce him again this year. Anyways, it's actually, prob- it's actually right. probably a good take. All right. So before we get into our rookie side of this thing, uh, I do want to tell you guys about our sponsor. Once again, it is my Uh That's the fantasy football players championship, the home of season long high stakes fantasy football, uh, the fantasy football, the fantasy draft season is heating up and the FFPC has a format to suit interest and budget. Whether you like best ball or super flex or classic managed leagues, there are daily drafts uh, with entry fees starting at just $35. Jump into a slower live draft today over there. 
Uh, and if you like Dynasty, and as I always say, you definitely do if you like this show. And they they clearly do because they're sponsoring this show. The FFPC has almost 200 active Dynasty leagues with entry fees starting at $77 and going all the way up to $2,500. And here's something incredible. I mention it every week, but not a single Dynasty league has folded in eight years. New Dynasty leagues are forming right now with startup drafts launching on a regular basis. Uh, don't miss the FFPC experience. Go to myffpc.com and register now. That's myffpc.com. The home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football. All right, let's get into some stashes. All right, I'll start with a non-rookie stash as my stash, and it is going to be Amara Darbo, who I recently acquired in that aforementioned startup, uh, I believe like a 22nd round. Um, so <clears throat> Amara Darbo, he was getting some hype before the Brandon Marshall signing as well, they don't really have much as far as a red zone target in Seattle. So maybe Darbo uh, emerges in year two. But then a lot of that hype kind of get squ- got squashed by the Brandon Marshall signing. Brandon Marshall is not even guaranteed a roster spot in Seattle. And even if he is, he's a very much a, a ghost of his former self. So I, I, I don't think that Brandon Marshall is some sort of roadblock to Darbo getting red zone targets this year. What round was he drafted in, Nathan? I, I believe it was 22nd. No, I'm talking in the NFL draft. Uh, fifth, maybe? I'm finding it now. Third. He was a third, third. He was a, so, so he was a third round rookie pick. So he's got a little bit of a little bit of draft capital behind him. Yep. And like you said, he's got a ghost that he's apparently supposed to lose snaps to. Um, this is a guy that I own absolutely everywhere. Um, maybe a couple of leagues I don't have him in. But I loved him coming out. Uh, I think he profiles very well for that offense in that role in that offense. And I, I just I don't see how he isn't at least moderately productive unless they go just I, – I mean, I, I don't even know what direction they could go. Maybe they start throwing just like 60-yard passes to Tyler Lockett all game, every game. Or Doug Baldwin has 190 targets or something stupid. Uh, I, I just don't see how he isn't productive, especially in the red zone. Even if it is limited work, he's going to be productive if they use him in that fashion. Man, I'm not going to lie. This is a player that's flying under my radar um, that I own literally nowhere. So I'm I'm going to continue listening as I might be sending out some offers here. Yeah, Darbo is a guy I was targeting last year in rookie drafts, and he's sort of – his – his value was kind of depressed even as rookie drafts were going on. And then you sort of go through the off season, don't really hear anything. You go through the regular season, don't really hear anything. And then it's the next off season where the new rookies are in and he's just falling. And Nathan got a really good value on him. Um, Pretty good athletic profile. I mean, pretty, pretty solid production in this final season third round pick so he pretty much passes all the things i look for so um i'm i'm in i like it yeah i mean what is his current adp looking like i mean you're getting him in just it's probably it's it's undrafted that's all right well that sounds like a solid play uh all around sounds like a very solid play all right i'm gonna sneak that one onto the end of my (laughs) learning something every day you know i I, i'm on a show with you guys for a reason there (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, I'll switch over to my stash. And this is a player that 
similarly got almost no hype at all in the offseason last season, during the season last season, and everybody forgot kind of existed. Um, and that is Jake Butt um, of the Denver Broncos tight end. Um, he sat his entire uh, rookie season with an injury uh, that they knew drafting him uh, that he would have. Um, and now the the hype, I mean, isn't really building, but at least he's starting to get taught. Uh, Eric, Eric, you weren't on Twitter today that the Jake Butt Roto World Blurb came out today, so. Oh, did it? I didn't even see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. then yeah, I'm ahead he, of the he play. Did great, he did great in minicaps, so he kind of screwed you by. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already on all my teams, so it doesn't hurt my feelings. Well, now he's worth a late first, so. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Roto World. <laughs> uh, Russell, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think he's a good investment. I mean, especially for the Debbie community, he was a pretty big name for all those years. I think Ryan McDowell put out a tweet today about uh, we've kind of known his name for a long time, but then he fell in the draft a little bit. Sounds like he's emerging, though. I have I have no problem with it. I, I love it as a stash. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where he's going in startups, honestly. Well, and just to clarify, he's going right around where Sanu was in the June uh, June version right. of ADP. But but that if if Roto World's starting to pump blurbs up about him, if he's starting to look good in camp, then the cat's out of the bag, so to speak. But there's probably guys you can still target because I didn't see that blurb. I'm assuming it's just one blurb that hit there. So uh, I bet you'd have to reach a little bit in a startup, but not too far to where it's like you're actually spending you know a lot on him. I, I think that'd be. Pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, he'd be an example of a guy who would be cheaper in the startup than to acquire because probably the guy who drafted him still likes him a decent mix because he knew going in that he was going to have a, a redshirt uh, rookie year. But it is yeah. amazing how, sh- again, how short-term memory people have in this game um, of just like their guys sit on their roster, don't do anything, and they're like, yeah, sure, I'll give them away. That's not fun. I've been camping them all year, but might as well just punt them away. Or now, or, or now you're having guys drop people um, if your rosters are a little bit tight and but might make that list as well um, if you drafted earlier and actually could be sitting on a waiver wire somewhere. Yeah, if he's on a waiver wire, you go and, and you spend what you need to spend, especially if it's tight end premium because um, – like well, I don't, think, he, I don't about, think it's tight end premium. He's going to be on the waiver wire. Hey, but. you never know. Some of these leagues are insane. Um, but yeah, like you guys mentioned, he was, he was a hot commodity, like Russell, Russell said in the Debbie community. And, um, even for a little while, his name was kind of hot as a, as a rookie before, uh, before the draft happened, obviously the the injury kind of held him back and that was what caused him to fall. But he was in that conversation for one of the top tight ends until he went down with injury. So, um, I I think we can, I mean, I don't want to propel him all the way back up into that territory, but. I, I think he's he's going to be special if he's healthy because he is really good. That college tape is is impressive. Yep, I totally agree. That's why he's my stash. All right, who else we got on the stash? Dan? Sure, I'll go. Um, one of my stashes was going to be Mark Walton, but because he's like a third-round pick, can't really quali- quantify, qualify, do whatever with that. Um, but instead it's going to be the guy that I kept seeing when I was watching Mark Walton on my, uh, on my Miami tape. And that's Braxton Berrios because not only is he in like the best place he could be for 
someone of his stature and someone uh, someone of his skill set. But he always would flash. Every time I would watch Mark Walton, I wouldn't stop seeing Braxton Berrios across the screen. It'd be a Walton, you know, fake run or something, and then all of a sudden there's Berrios making a play or making a block or doing whatever. He, he's he's really solid all around as a receiver. Yes, he's undersized. You know, maybe not super great athletically, but he's he's a really good football player. And I think he's in the best place possible to use him. Yes, it's cliche that, you know, the white slot guy with Belichick, whatever. But <laughs> honestly, honestly, he's he's very good. And and with the Edelman stuff and not really knowing what, at all what's going on there, um, we could see him, you know, get some snaps early on. And if he performs, which I think he might, he might lock in a role. Obviously, he's not going to take Julian Edelman's work. But if they can see something they like now, we could we could have something here when Edelman does move on, whenever that is. I mean, I'm definitely seeing some drafts where he's not going drafted. Right, right, and that's that's probably the norm right now. It's just he's he's a really good football player. So that is probably a go to your waiver wire and look for a move. Yeah, I mean, it, in a different way to look at that, I, I kind of see him as even in a deep league where. Uh, you're going to be rostered throughout the year. This is going to be the type of guy that people drop for, for next year's rookies uh, next August because they're trying to make room on their roster because he's not going to really do anything in year one. And so after that, when you have a guy who's a low draft pick who doesn't do anything in year one, then typically they get dropped for the next incoming crop of rookies. So uh, there's going to be opportunities to buy Barrios even cheaper than he is now, and he's pretty cheap. That's true, but I mean, it does. It the, unfortunately, it does only take one flash to start driving value up, though. But yeah, you're in all likelihood, you're probably correct. Yeah, that's that's a deep that's a deep pull right there. <laughs> so I mean, I I think that's a guy you can definitely roster in, um, you know, deeper leagues, thirty roster spots, kitchen sink. Um, so I mean, it just makes it kind of easy. He's the guy you stash at the end, hope something happens and there's no real penalty if he doesn't. I mean, rookie rookie draft round, probably like fifth round, something like that. Late fourth, so I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a no-cost gamble, so I like it. All right, let's wrap up the young stashes with oh, yes, get more Barrios dancer. Nope, I was saying thank you because of how great my um, my stash was. Yeah, why don't we get Russ's stash? Is that Amari Cooper, Russ? Do we want to talk about that? <laughs> well, Neither a rookie nor a stash. No, Julio only had a few touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so my guy is going to be Curtis Samuel because, well, um, he's – how the mighty have fallen. People – Hated him last year, you know, and then he destroyed the combine, ran a 4-3, uh, got drafted almost, you know, right at the top of the second round. They they really started to get him involved, and then he, he was the main slot guy against Miami. Seven targets in the first half, and the Russ, the Russ-like cheer, like he's going to be right, starts happening. And then he gets targeted in the red zone and just destroys his ankle. And just Russ got really sad. And now he's a 20th yeah. round startup pick. And uh, that was difficult. And uh, I, 
I just think the athletic profile, the unique college production, uh, and the draft position kind of lead me towards buying him. I it seems pretty tough now that he's going to have any um, you know big year two sort of fantasy production, but I do like him as a long term play. Yeah, I mean, not being a doctor, that injury does scare the crap out of me. Uh, yeah, no, it's bad. Like I, I, I just, I, I don't know that I can get over that. Where I just worry that the dude—that's like one of those injuries that you see and you're like, all right, he may literally never be the same. Even if, even if, like physically he's healthy, mentally that's that's one of those ones that's tough to yeah. to get back from for sure. So, all right, well, be- I, won't, I won't, I won't play Doctor Knee here, uh, but I will say uh, the opportunity is going to be hard to come by. Uh, we all say that draft capital produces opportunity. But when the team has spent a bunch of draft capital at your position, it kind of hurts that opportunity as they spent, you know, a second rounder on Funches, a first rounder on DJ Moore, a first yeah. rounder on Christian McCaffrey. They spent it's better all this than his his value that they spent on him. Exactly, and the fact that he didn't flash enough early. Obviously, he had limited opportunities. Uh, so, I mean, as a best ball guy, I'm sure he'll have one or two games where, like, well, damn, uh, uh, Curtis Samuel had three catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. He'll have like two of those games this year, but other than that, uh, I think he's almost a lost cause. Sad. Yeah, that I mean, it is sad. I'll give you that. Anytime the anytime injury takes somebody out that's that promising and that explosive, it is legit sad. God, he was fun to watch at Ohio State, reliving the wonder years all two years ago of it. Mm. <laughs> all righty, now let's transition to our game. But before Wait. we get to our game, we yeah. have an important announcement. A very important announcement. Drum roll, please, Eric. The winner of the 2018 SFB8 Dynasty Tradecast SFB spot is at Mr. Underscore Joshua R. Joshua, thank you so much for donating to Fantasy Cares. I saw a tweet today. Uh, Fantasy Cares has raised $6,000 uh, so far for uh, Christmas kids this year, or you know, holiday the holiday season is coming up in December. That is just amazing. Six thousand dollars from the fantasy community. Scott Fish, John Bosch, everyone who's contributed to that, just you know, so great for the fantasy community. I don't want to get sappy, but that is just awesome. Yeah, and, and I mean, just congrats, congrats. I'm assuming to Josh is his name. If not, then that's a heck of a name. Maybe his name is Joshua. <laughs> Maybe his first name is Mister. His last name is Joshua. We don't Maybe. know. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, we congrats, don't know. Mister Joshua. Yeah, but but congrats to him. But also, I did want to say thank you to everybody who donated to Fantasy Cares, and hopefully, like it, it was. I think we ended up having I don't know how many we had six or something like that, six or seven guys that donated. We had a, a number of guys that donated to Fantasy Cares um, to enter this contest, and uh, just realize your money's going to a good spot. And when you see that haul of toys and the photos um, in December, just know you're a part of that. So um, really there are no losers is what I'm trying to say, but Joshua R gets a, uh, gets a spot on the fishbowl. So congrats, homie. Oh, and let me correct myself. Cause I just said something dumb. 20,000. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the challenger leagues uh, by John Bosch raised 6,000 in total. It's 20,000 yeah. uh, for, as, for uh, uh, fantasy care. So, Let's get into the Superflex trade Tinder. All right, uh, for everyone who knows, you swipe right if you want the thing that's on your screen. You swipe left if you're like, nah, wave, I'm good with myself. So the first one is we are Odell Beckham with the hair and all looking pretty good. 
But um, onto our screen pops, Aaron Rodgers and Corey Davis. Once again, this is super flex trade tender. So we're Odell against uh, Aaron Rodgers and Corey Davis. Uh, Russell, I know you wanted to stash Aaron Rodgers earlier. So uh, what are your thoughts here? Yes, stash him on my taxi squad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Rodgers and Corey Davis versus Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. That's right. Super flex. All right. All right. Let's 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 dig a little deeper here. Uh, how many per touchdown? <laughs> Come on. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> We're already long, Russell. What are you doing? You're like in bed already. I'm I'm swiping right. I'm taking Rogers. I think I think he's got a long a long prime left in his career, and he's basically automatic 35, 40 touchdowns a year. And quarterback is for super flex equals Russ happy swipe right. Let's go on a date. Yeah, I'll 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 side there as well. Um, I, I'll I really like the the A Rod in a in super flex. I just think he's he does have value and he's becoming quote an old guy, but uh, he he could he could go as long as Brady um, and and potentially might. Uh, and then Davis is upside. So um, in super flex leagues, I mean, in, in a non super flex, this is the world's easiest swipe left. But I'm going to swipe right and and go hang out with a Rod. You guys talk about Rogers as as like the the smash you know swipe right factor here. Yeah, I'm not I saying think- smash. I'm just saying it's uh, although you know when you swipe right, you might. But but yeah, no, I'm saying it's 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 tight. But I think I'm going to take the upside of Rogers. See, I think I think it's a reasonable gap, and the reasonable gap comes because of Corey Davis. I, I don't think there's an immense gap. Uh, between Odell and Corey Davis, I think. Oh come is. on, man! There's a gap. Well, of course there's a gap. There's a hell of a gap. I'm actually, it's not like it's it's not like you know like a one for one, and then Davis is the throw in though. That's because in a lot of superflex leagues, these two are close. If you look at any superflex rankings, Odell is like one, and then Rogers is like six or something like that. Whatever it happens to be. So those two are close enough, but I think Davis puts this way over the top, and it's a pretty easy swipe right for me, at least, because, I mean, what, Davis is a wide receiver too uh, in a hopefully significantly better offense without Mike Malarkey and with a healthy Marcus Mariota and uh, RB1 and Deion Lewis, and they have a really good fullback there as well. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm swiping right. All right, All right. I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll uh run the board here and say I'll swipe right as well. I, I think that if you were to swipe left on this deal, you'd basically be saying Corey Davis is going to hit his floor. And even then at Corey Davis's floor, I might still take the Rogers side. So uh, there's plenty of upside on the Rogers Davis side that I'll, I'll take it. Although, I, you know, it's hard to deal Odell, but for that pair, I'm going to do that. So on the next one, uh, a slightly less uh, attractive group of players, and it's going to be, we are Josh Allen. So guys, we're pretty tall. Josh Allen and Robbie Anderson, and onto our screen pops a pair of injured guys, uh, Hunter Henry and Kevin White. Start with Dan. What? What did you just say? <laughs> no, that I'm not even – I'm closing my app. That's not <laughs> – no. Good Lord. Give me, give me Robbie Anderson. I, I would, you know what? I'll release Josh Allen and just keep Robbie Anderson, and we'll call it a day. All right. Good lord, who makes these trades? 
<laughs> and this is, I mean, so I'm assuming this is definitely not Superflex, right? No, it is Superflex. I'll still oh. drop drop Josh Allen. Oh, good God! No, that's that's no, that's not good. Who makes these trades? Where but, did you find but, this? Although, let's let's back it up. There is a lesson to be learned here that we probably should talk about. This is not a great application of it, but that is Hunter Henry. If you have him, his value will bounce back, and he'll have nice value next year. Just don't freak out and sell him for free. In this case, this guy didn't. This guy seems like it might have been healthy when it when it happened, and kudos to him. Well, it, the trade happened like today, so. Okay. Yep. Then, then, uh, then he has fleeced the other gentleman. Fleeced him. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll swipe left. Just, just get that out of the way. I'm, I'm keeping Josh out here. Uh, <laughs> as, as I've texted Russell several times in the last few months, what, what, what if Josh Allen's not bad? What if that happens? <laughs> I mean, there's a solid, I mean, there's a decent chance that that's the case. I mean, it's not obviously not a certainty, but he was what a top seven draft pick. What if pigs fly? What if? <laughs> Ketchup was manning. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, We're to the point so, now. He's so bad. We're to the point now. If he starts two years, and even if he's awful, like that's still better than what people are expecting. So yeah, I'm expecting him to start two years. I'm expecting him to throw more interceptions than Nathan Peterman. Right. So, like, if he becomes Joe Flacco, then that's a huge win, right? Yes. Because that's Joe a massive Flacco. win. That's a massive win. So yes. it's like they're going to throw him out there. Yeah, and um, he he was drafted seventh overall. They're definitely planning to play him. But I love the Nathan Peterman might be good blurbs. That's my personal <laughs> no, favorite no, part no, of the world right now. That's the Nathan Peterman might be good blurbs are worse than taking Josh Allen. Out. <laughs> 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 I think we're all we're all swiping left there. So uh, let's go to our next one. Some little little bit of better players here. We're, we're Devonta Freeman and Marvin Jones. May have heard of him. And onto our screen pops Doug Baldwin and Baker Mayfield. Start with Russell. Superflex. Yes. Yes. All of these are superflex. Wait. Say what was the what am I? You are Fre- Devonta Freeman. Freeman. And Mar- Sorry, go ahead. We're talking over. You are Devonta Freeman and Marvin Jones, and the screen is Baldwin Mayfield. Oh, I, I'm getting my best tie out, and uh, my I don't have any really nice shirts. You haven't been on Tinder in a while, have you, Russell? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm nearly certain you don't need any tie. Yeah, okay. you can show up in jorts well, and a raggedy this- tee. Be all right. For this occasion, I'm going to need a tie, and uh, I'm I'm getting Baker Mayfield. I'm I'm getting that that girl tonight. Yeah, this is this is I I'm just That's gonna juicy. I'm just gonna hop in my car and roll on over, call up an Uber because I got a couple drinks in me, and we're going over to Baker's house because yeah, this is one of those those cam girls that is like really <laughs> cam hot. girls. What year is this? No, hear me out. It's like spam. <laughs> It's like spam, and then you find out it's spam when you swipe right. But this one actually would want to go on a date with you and not make you buy their sex chat. What <laughs> analogy did you just use? No, Eric, 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 you've never been on Tinder, but that like, half of the Tinder profiles are that. 
Are, are, oh, I, mean, I guess God. you're right. It's, I have not been on Tinder. There's all right. I'm not going to get into that, but I guess that makes sense. There's spam. Yeah. I have no idea what anyone's talking about. <laughs> I've never been on any of these apps. Um, but you started with Devonta Freeman and Marvin Jones, and I was like, I don't even want to hear the other side. And then you went to Doug Baldwin. I'm like, lock it up. That's it. That's it's hard left. And then you said Baker Mayfield, and I was like, ah, that's pretty fair. Um, I think. I think I got to ah, – I'm going to swipe left. I'm going to hold just because of – Wow. Well, just, I'd rather have Marvin Jones and Doug Baldwin, and I think Freeman and Mayfield are really close. Yeah, and, and I, I think that this is kind of a situation-dependent thing. If you're desperate for a quarterback, particularly a young quarterback, you kind of have to swipe right. But if you have any sort of stable quarterback situation, Freeman and Marvin Jones is a bunch of points – in the short term to kind of pass up. So I, I think that the points gap between Marvin and Baldwin won't be as much as it's been in the past year. So I think that gap closes a little bit and then Freeman and Mayfield are, are closely valued. So it's more of, okay, do you want to win now? Get the points with Freeman and Jones or, or do you need quarterback help? Which then you go. Well, Mayfield, but- how many points is Marvin Jones? <laughs> Don't even good. bring up Kenny Galladay. I will jump through my computer. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he has been all time efficient. Like, so if he gets. Right, that, that's what good wide receivers do. They, they're efficient. 800 yards this year, and we're, we're not too happy with that side of the trade, right? Well, I mean, it's still better than what Doug Baldwin's going to do when he has his yeah. six usable weeks. So I agree there, but then we have Baker Mayfield going into year two. And you still have a high-end running back in Devonta Freeman in a potent offense. All right, there we go. I think take all our opinions. Right, I'm going back into the rock. Yeah, fine. <laughs> all right, the last one. Uh, our last one of the night. Real is quick, to- the last one. It's, it, we're not going that long. All right, go Anyways. ahead. It is going to be. AJ Green and Jared Goff. Once again, super flex for those that haven't heard all eight times. <laughs> AJ Green and Jared Goff Russell. for Alex Smith, Brandon Cooks, and two nineteen firsts. Wow, two nineteen firsts. Oh man, I thought that was going to take a turn, and I was going to just be like, nope, not even close. Uh, can you repeat the question? Green what? Goff for Green Smith. And Goff. Okay, I got it now. Green and Goff. I think. Because Alex Smith is hashtag not good and Brandon Cooks I don't love, I think I've got to swipe left, but man, the value is definitely there. The extra the extra 219 first, if they're even close to being top half, I think that's almost dead even. I think. Yeah. I think I'm going to still swipe left. Yeah, this is one. I think I'm gonna. I think I gotta give in and go full Nathan here and swipe right. Um, but the value's close. I think it does. I think it does vary as to where you are as a team right now as to which side of this you like. I think it's pretty even though. Wait, is this is this super flex? God, <laughs> Russell, now he's. Um, I think I'm taking those first, unless I'm in a really really good position already. Um, I think I'm going to take those first. Just 
just because that's such a huge advantage on the entire league if you have three. You know, if if you didn't already sell off your first and you you make it so you have three firsts in that next year rookie draft, like that's just such such leverage on the league that I would normally gravitate towards that. Swipe right. Yeah, yeah. I I, I break it down as uh, Cooks and Green pretty much uh, pretty close. I prefer Cooks because the age, but uh, if I, those two cancel out, it's Golf for Smith and two firsts. Um, Smith is good enough in the short term that he, you know, makes up for the points this year. And then two, so the two first added on and certainly make up for the, you know, the youth gap. So yeah, I'll, I'll take cooks in the picks. Um, but there is certainly a way if both those picks end up being late, this might end up biting you in the butt. Yep. But that's the gamble you take with future, future first, right? Exactly. You balance them out at the end of the day. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. I will, uh, I will thank our guest for coming on, Russell J. Clay. You can you can follow him on Twitter at Russell J. Clay. Uh, Russ, it was a real pleasure having you in a hotel room in Ohio. Yeah, this was fun, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, um, Dan's back. You can follow Dan at FF Salamander, and you can follow Nathan Whoa, at NPowFF. I mean, I'm, I've probably hit my cap anyways. I don't think anyone else is allowed to follow me at this point. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yep, don't follow Dan. That's all we have to say there. <laughs> don't un- you don't have to follow me. Just don't unfollow me. All right, let's 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 keep the floor at least. Uh, yeah, you still got growth to do, my good friend. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, you can follow the show at Dino Tradecast. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and review. Um, go check out our sponsors, myffbc.com. Check out rotoviz.com, our flagship station provider. And uh, for Nathan, Dan, Russell, and myself, we will catch up with you guys next week.